Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, the media director, your host. Pastor Robin is back this week, continuing our new Thanksgiving series. Here's just a short clip of that. Once we grab, grasp the truth that worry is sin, which keeps us from enjoying the peace of God, then that frees us up to depend on God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3potstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. In a moment, I'm going to read a passage of scripture that was written by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison. It gives us truths to protect our spiritual hearts as we live in this life. You see, the people whom Paul was writing to were faced with worrisome things. But you know, just being a human being, we're vulnerable to all kind of changes and chances of this life that we think is worth being worrisome about. The early church, just like us, they had the normal worries of every, uh, over many situations. Being Christians does not protect us. It didn't protect them from any kind of temptation or taking our lives into our own hands instead of giving them to the Lord. Here's what one magazine article said. It said, we are in the golden age of anxiety. Another guy did a, a study and he wrote stats of the sin of worry. He said, 40% of what you worry about will never happen. 30% of your worries uh, concern the past. 12% of your worries are health issues. 10% of your worries are insignificant and petty issues. With only 8% of your worries actually having legitimate concerns. Now, those are interesting statistics, but, uh, you know, you and I, we live in the real world. We know there are real stresses that don't need to be proven by a study. Some things like, you know, the death of a spouse or a loved one, the effects of divorce, our nation's financial instability, the war on terror, and, and the eternal condition of the souls of people that are close to us. Just what are the truths that are found in Philippians chapter 4? And how can we apply those to our lives? Well, let's take a look at it. Paul said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's pretty inclusive, isn't it? Both of those. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I'm starting your notes now, if you're following along with your notes. The first step to guarding your heart and mind is, in this sin-cursed world is, do not worry or be anxious about anything. Worry is a constant attack from the devil. He uses it to distract us and to keep us from enjoying God's very best. Jesus addressed this when he was walking on the earth. Listen to what Jesus said. 
He said, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And then when he was done saying that, he gave us the solution. In the next verse, it says, or a couple of verses down, it says, So don't worry about these things, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So he says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So both Jesus and Paul gave us a charge not to worry. Let's take a look at the definition of worry. It means the state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. The application of worry means being pulled in a different direction. Our hopes and our dreams pull one way, but fear takes us into another direction, thus preventing or crippling us from enjoying all that God has for us. Worry is the great thief of joy. From a spiritual viewpoint, worry is wrong thinking and a wrong attitude of heart about circumstances, people, and things. It's not enough just to tell yourself not to worry. Only that within us can enable us. Whatever's inside of us, it's God that's inside of us. Only that can enable us to enjoy the peace that God gives us. Let me give you a little illustration yesterday. My wife, I'm so proud of her. Yesterday, she left for Kentucky. And uh, she's going to be in Kentucky until this afternoon. And then she's going to fly to uh, Springfield, Missouri. And then come back and visit her, her mom for a little bit longer after she's done in Springfield. But on the way down there... She called me. She says, I'm sitting alongside the road. I heard a big bang and then some noise. She says, I don't know what's wrong with the car. She says, but a light came on in the car. She says, I'm taking a picture of it to show it to you. And it was low tire. I said, Cindy, you got a flat. I says, go out and take a look and see what your tires look like. And she, came, she went out. She says, oh, that one's flat as a pancake. And, and she didn't know what to do. She was in the middle of the mountains in West Virginia. It was the grace of God. She had a signal where she was because I've been through there many times. I said, she says, well, find me someone. I said, Cindy, I don't even know where you're at. Give me a mile marker. Well, it ended up that she, she was able to get towed back to a Walmart uh, uh, auto center and... They didn't have a tire that she needed, and she still had four to five hours to go, and she doesn't like to drive at 50 mile an hour, if you get my understanding, okay? So the donut wasn't going to help her out very much, but they put the donut on for her because they didn't have a tire to replace what uh, went bad, and they couldn't fix it. So, so then she texts me again. She says, I'm sitting alongside the road, and I thought, what in the world's wrong now? Did the donut not work? 
And, and, and so she called me. She says, I found another place and it was real close to this Walmart and they sell the tire that I need, but they close in 10 minutes, but they're going to wait for me to get there. And, you know, before she would have worried, to, she would have worried so much. I would be alongside the road today <laughs> to appease her, which was about six hours from here. But, but she just handled it because she knew the peace of God. And it comes into our hearts. And by the way, uh, Kim, it wasn't one of the tires you guys put in. <laughs> she just had two, two, two new tires put on. And then she had two other tires put on yesterday. So now we got four tires. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that's what this is talking about. Worry will take us away from the peace that God gives us. If Christians are going to conquer worry and experience a secure mind, they've got to meet the conditions that God has laid out for us. And here's what it says in verse 6. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So, God says, let me know. I already know, but I want you to tell me what, what, you, what you need. But God also wants us to thank him for everything he's ever done for us. The child of God who is thankful in the tough times is literally living in the light of God's presence. See, if we choose not to worry, we can enjoy God's peace. The peace of God is given to every born-again Christian as soon as they put their hope and trust in God. I mean, we get it. It's part of us. Friends, we, we're to be concerned about the things of this present life, but with, hearts, with a heart that enables us to, to look to the Lord with confidence, it frees our minds, it strengthens our visions, and embraces our peace with God through Jesus Christ. Listen to what Peter wrote. Peter says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Once we grab, grasp the truth that worry is sin which keeps us from enjoying the peace of God, then that frees us up to depend on God. Well, second point is, pray about everything. We pray for the glory of his purpose in the midst of our circumstances, no matter what's going on. And, and there, there are three words pointing to prayer in this verse. It says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, give your requests to God. So the first word was prayer. This is a devotion to praying. The application refers to a special, intimate time with the Lord. And then the second one is petition. An intense crying from our hearts for someone or something. It involves interceding for a situation that only God can work in and through. How many times have you prayed and thought, God, there's absolutely no way this is going to happen. And before you know it, it's happened. That's what God's talking about. That's what he's talking about. And then requests. Bring your specific 
giving, uh, be specific, giving God details by telling him exactly what you need. Putting your request in the hands of God. Then trust him. You got to trust him for whatever direction he decides to go because he knows what's best for us. Paul stressed that we can take everything to God in prayer. There's nothing too great for God and there's nothing too small for his attention. We can take our disappointments and our triumphs to him when no one else even prays for us. We can take our own prayers, our own petitions and requests to God. We can pray for forgiveness of the past. We can pray for circumstances now and in the future. One person said, our God has boundless resources. The only limit is us. He says, our asking and thinking, our praying is too small. Our expectations are too limited. Here's what James says. You don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. So we're told not to worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And our final point this morning is thank him for all that he has done. Here's what it says in 1 Thessalonians. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you to belong to Christ Jesus. For you who belong to Christ Jesus. Failing to give God thanks is a symptom of unbelief. Victories obtained in, in the Christian life come through joyfulness, prayerfulness, and thankfulness. When we joyfully and prayerfully seek God's guidance, we can look at aggravations, temptations, afflictions, and per, uh, persecutions as being opportunities to be transformed into the image of Christ. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know if you've done this before, but I've done this. Lord... Help me to know what I'm supposed to learn and how I'm supposed to de develop through this so it don't happen again. We can be thankful in the midst of Satan's attacks. Why? Because Jesus has redeemed us. Jesus knows exactly what we're going through. Why? Because he's gone through it. And the, he, the writer of Hebrews tells us, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. When the enemy tries to afflict us, our value of ministry doesn't decrease. If anything, it increases. By presenting opportunity for the Lord to manifest himself in and through our lives. Which gives us the ability to be thankful in the tough times. Not thankful for the trial. Not thankful for the temptation or the affliction but thankful to Jesus because he is with us in the midst of all of those. So whenever things are going well for us, it's easy to be thankful to God. It seems the harder things get, the harder it is to be thankful. Today's message title is Be Thankful in the Tough Times. The scripture verse we used in Philippians gives us uh, a recipe and in doing exactly that, 
you know, I didn't think about this until this morning. I thought, man, I, I should have had recipe cards. I should have typed the, this out in a recipe card. The recipe is do not worry or be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God for all he has done. Now, what's happening in our country today can help us to take our eyes off the recipe. Now, I'm going to say this right now. I never get political when I preach. If, if you've been coming here for the whole time I've been here, I've never talked about politics from the pulpit. I very seldom talk about it away from the pulpit. And today I'm not intending to talk about politics, but as we look at some current events, many of the issues you, that we're dealing with right now have been made political. And it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. They can still cause you worry and anxiety. Let me give you some examples. I mean, we're still dealing with COVID. I know people are getting frustrated because of what's going on with COVID. And, and, and you know something? Those who choose not to be vaccinated, there's a possibility they could lose their job. That would cause stress. And then there's crime, including violent crime. It's rising all around the nation. I mean, just recently, a pastor tackled a gunman in church while the service was going on. And then all this, this uh, supply chain. You know, there, there's, there's talk about there won't be enough stuff around for Christmas gifts this year. That will stress a lot of people out. I hope you're not one of them. You know, last week in Birdsboro, a store in Birdsboro ran out of gas at the pumps the other day. How widespread will that become? That will create worry and anxiety. I mean, if you have your kids in school, you're worried about what they might be taught. I mean, I could keep going. There are issues that people are worried about that aren't worth worrying about. But you know how when you follow a recipe, there's the list of ingredients and then there's the directions on how to, how to make the whatever you're making. So the ingredients are do not worry or be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God for all he has done. And here's the directions. Open your Bible and meditate on God's word. When you see a promise in the word, especially one that's dealing with what you're praying about, Pray that promise and claim it for yourself, for that situation. And then thank God for all he has done. Now, I, I put a post on Facebook this morning. I wanted to do it earlier in the week, but I thought it would just get lost in the shuffle. So I don't know if you saw it this morning or not. But maybe you've got a famous, uh, a, famous uh, 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 a favorite promise in the Bible. If you've got a famous promise in the famous, a favorite promise in the Bible, I want you to share it with us this morning. What, what does it mean to pray the promises? It's, it's like the promise that God will supply all your riches according to his, uh, all, all your needs according to his riches in glory. You say, Lord, I pray that promise right now. I've got this need right now. And you said that you would supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. That's praying the promise. Do you have a promise that you 
feel confident enough that you would wanna share with us this morning just to help build each other's faith. Anybody have a promise? I know if my wife would be here, she'd be the first one in line. Come on up here, Carrie, I, I wanna hear the promise. Yeah, if you wanna read it from the Bible, that's great. This is my screen saver and I, this is my screen saver and I pray it about my kid. May all the days and years of your life stolen by the evil one be restored. Joel 2.25. Hallelujah. Anyone else have a promise that is special to your heart from the word of God? You don't even have to read it. You say, oh man, I don't know if I can quote it. Just give us a gift of it. Anybody? Come on up here, Deb. And the reason I need you to come up here is so they can see you on video. And you're not shy because you started out the service on video. He tells us that by our stripes, we are healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? You've got a promise. Come on up here, Jen. This is good. So this is my life first. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else, you got a promise you want to share with us today? And I said, you don't have to read it. Just give us a gift of it. Come on up here. <laughs> yeah. This is all part of the recipe. We're cooking up something good here today. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody else, you got a promise that's special to your heart in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, come on up here, Sean. Um, one thing I try to live by, they say, if we do God's will, he'll make everything possible for all of us. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm not shutting this down. I, I want you to come up here and share promise with us. Amen. So I was thinking about how to summarize this, but I just got to read it straight up. Romans 8, 38, 39. It's a long one. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to read it all, don't we? Amen. Come on up here, Jane. Mine is, for I know the thought I have for you, the thought of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Amen. Amen. Are there others? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, as Chris leads us in a song, maybe you need a promise prayed over you. The altar's open for you. Let's stand. Worship the Lord. And if you need prayer, if somebody comes up, you come on up. Whoever just shared promises or anybody for that matter, come on up and let's pray one for another. Amen. You need prayer this morning? Thanks for tuning in to this week's C3 podcast. We hope you tune in next week as well. If you would like to partner with us financially to spread this even further, go to c3potstown.com give.
Have a great day.